Welcome to Practice Link On Air. We help physicians find their first or next practices and manage their career transitions. Let's get started. Connections are important when you're looking to relocate for your first or next practice. The physicians who have family or friends or activities they enjoy in their new locations, those are the ones who are going to stay at that organization the longest. As a candidate, it's important to share those connections with your in-house recruiter. And being upfront about those connections throughout your interview process goes a long way to neutralize any concerns the recruiter might have that you're using your interview as a way to get a vacation. Yes, that does happen. Hi, I'm Laura Hammond, Director of Content at PracticeLink. Christy Bray-Ricks is Physician Recruiter, Senior Consultant for Banner Health, which provides healthcare services in six states. Christy and I met up at a conference recently to talk about this and other components of the physician recruitment cycle, from on-site interviews to contracts. Hi, I'm Laura Hammond, Director of Content at PracticeLink. And with me today is Christy Bray-Ricks, and you are the Physician Recruiter Senior Consultant for Banner Health. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So start off by picking from our pile of questions. All right, it says, what is your most prized possession? That one's pretty easy for me. Um, my most prized possession um, is my family. So that includes friends, people I've met along the way, colleagues, um, very grounded in my family and my roots. Very good. So family is something that we've been talking with physician recruiters about while we're trying to help physicians in their job search and how they need to have that needs and wants list. Mm -hmm when they're looking for a community to join and an organization to join. So um, one of the pieces that that needs and wants list might play a role in is also a physician contract, an employment contract. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about what are some of the parts of a physician contract that might be in the standard contract that you use at Banner? Sure. So we do use a standard uh, template contract at Banner, and I think a lot of uh, organizations are using those now where the language doesn't change. Uh, it really protects those who've previously signed and then those coming in the future so that you're not getting people one-upping each other on the contract negotiation or getting a sweeter deal. We also use a standard comp package based on region and specialty that eliminates a lot of the back and forth of the negotiation of the contract. That can slow your signing down, your offer. You know, People end up with multiple contracts in hand and you really want to be the first to get it done and make it clean and have them sign. That is a great point you said about the contract protects those who have already signed and make sure that somebody else doesn't get a sweeter deal than them. That's really insightful. So when you're looking, when a physician is looking at a contract, what role does a healthcare attorney play in that review process and if there is anything that needs to be negotiated? Sure. So, you know, the, the role that I see the attorneys play, and definitely with residents, I interview a lot of residents, I always uh, urge them to do that. Seek out an attorney, even if it's a friend that, from undergrad who doesn't charge them. Um, I try to tell them not to pay too much money to an attorney because if they're going to come back with red line grammatical changes, those are not going to change. Our contract is standard, and I know um, several several systems that do that that won't even budge on a single word. Um, so I think that's becoming the norm, and again, just, you know, Cautionary. Most older physicians or experienced physicians, 
they have done this a few times and they're pretty smart. So they end up reading them themselves and they feel comfortable signing. Uh, I think, you know, the, the pieces that are important really, you know, non-compete, you know, tail coverage and, you know, the different pieces that they're looking for in those contracts. Mm -hmm. So um, you mentioned non-compete, and I know that that's a lot of, uh, we get a lot of questions about that too. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what a typical non-compete mm -hmm. would be? So what I've seen in the industry, you know, usually it's a 10 mile radius. Sometimes it can be county specific. In large metro areas, it can be facility specific. So in our Phoenix market, they may have a non-compete, you know, basically can't work for our competitor in the hospital down the street. So metro markets look a little bit different. In a rural setting, of course, you get you know further out and you're easily 10 miles away from anybody else. So that, that's what I've seen as the standard is that 10 mile radius. Um, but again, counties are becoming a little bit more standard as, as people move broader. Mm -hmm. Can you give me an example of a mistake that you see physicians make when they're either receiving or reviewing an employment contract? I think the biggest one is, is you know, having an overzealous attorney that is redlining it to death. Um, I also think, you know, and again, most of us are using an offer letter. We call it a confirmation of conversation letter. So we are outlining the terms ahead of times, and then they have the template contract to review, and it's really inserting, you know, their name and their dollars. Uh, so I think that. You know, they have that in advance and then they come back and try and negotiate after the fact um, where we've already passed that. And, and there have been times that I've you know, had to say to candidates, you know, we already previously agreed to this and this is the set standard comp. Um, so if you want to move forward, sign. If you don't, then we'll move on. So I think um, although they are a commodity and they do have negotiation power, um, there are many others. So I try and impress upon physicians, you still need to impress and interview well and dress for the job and, and, and do all those things. That's a, beyond contracts, I think that's a big mistake physicians make walking in the door knowing they're the commodity. But typically we're interviewing, you know, five, six, seven other candidates as well. That is a great point. And that's something that um, through Practice Link Magazine we try to reiterate too is don't decide against the job before you get the job. Right. Don't don't blow off an interview or just interview someplace that you're not really interested mm -hmm. in. Really try to get the offer and try to have that conversation because there may be things about that role, about that community that you weren't aware of before right. and that you, you do want to pursue. Right. And don't use your job interview as a vacation. Since oh. I live in Colorado, um, we do get physicians and, you know, I'm like, oh, is it spring break time? Because you get this big bump of people wanting to come for a site visit or, you know, summer or, oh, they have a wedding and they have this. So I really ask my recruitment coordinator to be conscious of what people are booking. Um, and if they're booking, I'm going to fly into Denver and then I'm going to go from Denver to Seattle and Seattle to this. Sometimes they'll use it as a freeway to get to a conference. Mm. Um, and so it's really an interesting dynamic. I think my, my coordinator has a, a tough job managing all of that and managing their family traveling with and uh, all of those aspects of a site visit. Mm -hmm. So so it wouldn't be a hurt, unheard of, I think, for a physician who has family in an area who maybe has a sister getting married and she wants to be at the wedding and wants to be back home in order to have a, a site interview there. So give us some tips for how the physician should address that maybe 
there is a, a vacation or a family obligation mm -hmm. that will be a part of that site sure. visit. So we always, I mean, we love to find physicians with family ties to the area, which Practice Link is great is at helping us identify those folks. Uh, which is totally fine. If we can find something, that's what keeps your physicians in that area. I've even heard of a few spots that are now paying, after the physician is there for a year or two, they're paying to move the grandparents to where they are. What a great at a, idea. At a way to attracting people. And I think that is great. Uh, I think, you know, just being transparent. So from the physician perspective and, and from our perspective, our comp is posted on our job postings. I'm gonna tell you about the contract, I'm gonna tell you about the non-compete. Um, so just be open and communicate with each other. If you, know, if you wanna extend your site visits day or something like that, just you know, communicate that to us. And most of the time it doesn't cost any more you know, for an airline ticket necessarily. And uh, we, we do have a standard site visit um, guideline that we use in terms of how many days and nights we pay for and for one guest or their family and then at what point we need to get approval from, from the executive director. Okay, so mm -hmm. you can still go to that wedding, just make right. sure that you're talking about it with your recruiter right. instead of it being a surprise at the end that would Right. Be a, a blemish on the interview. Right. Wedding on Saturday, interview Thursday, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> excellent advice. Excellent advice. So Banner does use Practice Link. Mm -hmm. And can you talk a little bit from the um, recruiter's point of view how it's helpful for you uh, when you're recruiting physicians? Sure. I think you know the the best part. So so Practice Link hosts our job board. Um, so it's a one stop shop when they go to BannerDocs.com. It's right there. They can look. We we are in six states, which is a challenge for recruiters, not only knowing all of those areas, but it's also an advantage because if I get somebody interested in rural Colorado, they may also be interested in rural Nebraska or Wyoming. Um, so I often talk about multiple sites on a telephone interview, and I think that's great because you know they're able to see those jobs, you know, by state and by region. Uh, on, on your job board. I think one of the other advantages for Practice Link is it's so well known and physicians are going there almost first. Um, I don't think that, you know, most people when they're going to apply for a job, they, they do a broad search, either, you know, LinkedIn or something, um, Indeed, if, you know, that's where they find their jobs. It may not be, it'll be, you know, family practice physician in X. Um, so I think Practice Link is a great tool because they can go on and put in their specialty in their region and drill down to those specific jobs. They may not know those health systems in the area. Most of the time they don't. When I talk to people, they don't know Banner Health. So it's, uh, it's a great place, one-stop shop for physicians to get on and find various jobs all over the country. Great, thank you. Well, you, you mentioned that um, sometimes when you speak with physicians, they don't know Banner. Mm -hmm. What are some of the best questions that you've had physicians ask you, either in the pre-screen or mm -hmm. further along in the interview process, that really help them to get to know the system? Mm -hmm. So in our, we use an interview template and we definitely go over the vision, mission, values, and uh, our clinics work in a PCMH model. So we talk a lot about that. We ask behavioral interview questions. We do ask, you know, how did you hear about us? And oftentimes, you know, I can't say it's even generational of someone researching us or not, because uh, it's not. Uh, it, you just get it either way where they blindly, you know, hit apply for that job, and then they got on your desk. So I think that, um, you know, I don't think there's a, a rhyme or reason really of, of how they select us sometimes, or maybe they just want to be in Phoenix and we are 
the big game player down there. Um, so we just walk through, you know, who Banner is as an organization. As a 501c3, we're able to, you know, if they're eligible, offer, they can do public service loan forgiveness. You know, again, as a 501c3 nonprofit, we can hire H-1Bs everywhere. We can hire J-1s in some areas. So I think we try and just educate them on Banner as a whole. We also talk about our medical group or our academic group and how they are structured from a leadership standpoint. Uh, following the interview, I always send out, you know, a thank you email and I include the links of the sites that we talked about so that they can go further and look into that and do a little bit more research. Um, great candidates have done their research and they know a little bit about you. Uh, those that don't and say, oh, you're in New Jersey. You're, then you kind of question <laughs> what their intent is. So maybe they're looking for a vacation. Um, so that's, that's kind of how, how we do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So to make the best impression, it sounds like homework is mm -hmm. necessary and some people do and some people don't and you deal with the outcome. <laughs> yep. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us okay. and you can always join us as you're looking for your dream practice at practicelink.com. Thanks for listening to PracticeLink On Air, where we help physicians find their first or next practices and manage their career transitions. For more helpful resources and jobs in more than 5,000 communities, visit us at practicelink.com.